Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Hey there, I'm Tora, host of Background Noise. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a pretty rockin' show planned for us today. I'm sitting down with Andrew from Worst Part, a kind of metal, kind of punk rock band out of Nova Scotia. How you doing, Andrew? I'm great. Nice to actually meet you. Yeah, it's really good to meet you too. Thank you so much for the fast response and doing an interview with me. I'm super stoked. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, First off, love the music. I really do. Uh, I want to thank you because I used to love Mastodon. I've seen them live a few times and they're great. And I just kind of like fell off. I just like forgot about Mastodon. Kind of. And then uh, I got an email with you guys in the list that's like, hey, and I think it was Self Betrayer was the song that yep. they were like, these guys want to advertise it. And then I looked in your profile and you said Mastodon. I was like, oh, yeah, I love Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> so then I've been listening to them for the past week, too. And I'm like, oh, I do uh, really no, love Mastodon. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Like so why don't we start off? Tell me a little about yourself. Uh, who you are in the band, and um, your guys' shtick. Cool. Um, so I'm Andrew. I uh, live in Nova Scotia and uh, originally from Labrador and uh, love rock music and metal and punk and anything heavy. So uh started this band with my, my friends, um, Lore and Sean, who are no longer in the band. They're doing their own things. And um, Sean actually plays in Botfly, so shout out to them. They just won a East Coast Music Award uh, Heavy Recording of the Year, which is dope. So they're doing some stuff. They're moving. And uh, now it's my buddy Trevor. Oh, actually, I should say Maddie uh, Grace joined our band when Sean left originally back in 2019. So she's still in the band. Uh, she's living in Ottawa right now. So that's kind of a, you know, with the pandemic, it hasn't been much of an obstacle because it's just everything's been online now. Everyone's, you know, communicating that way and sending files that way and whatnot. So it hasn't been like an issue at all. Uh, my buddy Trevor, who I used to play in a band with originally here, um, and our buddy James, who's playing drums now. So it's, uh, you know, we're going to pick it up again. It was, it's been two years. The pandemic obviously was not kind to heavy music of any sort, especially bands trying to start and trying to do something you know already established bands sure they, there would be people who would tune into a, a a web show or whatever right but for us that was definitely not going to be the case and it was just hard to make it happen because there's no capital right so now we're back and we're starting to do some stuff and it's it's gonna be fun yeah awesome and so you guys uh you did just release a song this past year right the Correct. self-betrayer um, we'll mm-hmm. play that in a little bit here. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? Well, that song was kind of in the works. I had like a riff, like the intro riff before the pandemic. I was just like, this would be a cool song to have as my idea for this song the whole time has been as an opening song for the set, right? I just wanted something really heavy hitting, uh, loud, kind of obnoxious and, and driven. So, um, Started out with that riff, played around with some stuff, but as the pandemic was coming to a close now, it was a, 
not that it's ever over, I guess, but like closer to now, I figured time to start, uh, you know, opening up the books and getting back at it. So that was the first one to hit. And what was fresh in my mind at the moment for writing lyrics and, and the emotion of it was just procrastination of like trying to get back into the role of things after this two year hiatus of really not focusing too much on music or myself really just being lazy and on your phone and looking at bullshit and not really moving forward yourself. So that was kind of like venting my frustrations towards that and just like being, uh, just realizing it's only me that can be held accountable for me progressing at all or making this happen. So that was just kind of geared towards that.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. Earlier, you mentioned um, one of your buddies' bands. We'll play one of their songs in a little bit, yeah. if that's cool. Uh, why don't you tell me about them and uh, what's a song that you'd recommend for everybody to listen to from them? Oh my God, there's a there's a couple. Uh, Botfly, they're uh, they're an East Coast band. They've been around for quite some time, and they're super DIY uh, noise rock, Halifax noise rock. So they're doing that. They just got like a, a fourth member who is also very lovely, and uh, they just released a new record. So it's uh, and it's gotten a lot of traction. I think it's making some noise. Honestly, I personally like Life Is Nine a Nine to Five off that record um it's just kind of grimy and cool okay perfect let's uh let's spin that right away here for you i would Listening to background noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. 
So you, I see here that your first song was in 2019. How did you, that was like just before the pandemic, right? I forgot how time yeah. happened. <laughs> um, so how did you guys end up getting together? And uh, how did you decide on your band name as well? So we were playing in my old band called Scum Grief. We were doing this thing that someone hosted here in Halifax called uh, Russian Roulette. And it was just essentially six different bands of, different genres and different like styles uh, all come together and the set list was determined at the show in random order. So we ended up playing there. We were like the heavy band there. So it was kind of fun to, and I think we opened up too, which was also hilarious because it, it must've been very jarring. But um, so my, fr uh, someone that I met there, Lore played this band called Kilmore. Uh, she was, that was the first time I saw her play and she's like, animal from the Muppets. She just rocks out big time. So I was like, whoa, this like, who is this person? I've never heard this band before or anything. So I was like, so we got to talking after the show. I was like, yo, we should start something. Like, I like what you're doing. It sounds cool. And I think like the style of how you play would really work with this new project that I'm trying to, to put out. So we got together and started making it happen. And I also messaged uh, Sean from Botfly and he got back to me. I was via the Facebook and uh, said, cool, let's try it out, because we were digging on stuff like uh, Sleep and and uh, Caius and and these other like stone rock bands and, and desert rock bands. And so it was like, okay, cool, let's, let's try this out. So we all got together. Uh, we were jamming for quite some time, and we realized that we were all in other bands. And the joke was that we were the worst part of each of these individual bands. So I was like, oh, well, worst part, that just makes sense. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. Um... Sorry, what do you play in the band again? So I sing and I play guitar. How did you uh, How did you get into singing and playing guitar? I've always been uh, interested in singing. I remember singing as like a five year old and making up my own songs about like my dog or something. And it just I've always enjoyed doing it. So my mother always promoted that. Growing up, she's very um, cheerful and positive, and and she is a singer herself. Uh, just recreationally so she we used to always sing in her car and driving around town and all that good stuff so those have been like 90s dance tunes at the time so definitely a different style but uh you know gave me a start and uh as for guitar it was just i thought that needed to happen because i needed to find some way when i was in my teens i finally realized i wanted to start writing things down and, and actually recording um these songs that I was creating, right? So I had to pick up a guitar, I had to pick up a instrument, and I figured guitar was the most uh, relevant to what I was going to try to write, so that's just how that kind of happened.
listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. So I noticed a lot of your music um, has, and we mentioned them earlier, kind of that Mastodon-esque vibe to them. Um, And I did think it was kind of funny. Uh, cause when I picked Mass and we did end up picking it from the same album. I don't know if that was on <laughs> purpose or not. It's like one right? <laughs> now, granted, the only reason I picked, uh, my song, Once More Around the Sun, is cause it was shorter. It's that good two and a half minute radio friendly song. Okay. Right? But your choice, High Road, way better. way, yeah. way better. Way, way better. I absolutely. Yeah. So I did laugh when you sent me that song because I was like, I do actually like that song, <laughs> that song better. Uh, so no we'll play clue. that one in a minute because obviously yeah. they have in- influenced your band a little bit. Dude. Um, why don't you tell me about some of the other bands that have kind of influenced you throughout your life as well? Throughout my life, the very first band, which is always hilarious for everyone, has been ACDC. ACDC fucking ripped back in the day. Uh, they obviously don't rip now. Uh, but I'll still go. I'll still go turn on uh, the Highway to Hell record or Let There Be Rock or something every now and again. You know, if I'm cooking or something. And uh, so that was the first one for sure. And then it moved on to like more punk rock stuff. I was getting into you know the, the whole pop punk era at the time. There was uh, No Effects and uh, and Blink and all those chummies and Propagandi was a huge one that uh, still to this day holds true. I think they developed much more as artists and in a positive way. Uh, so, you know, any, any punk bands like that, but then this band has more so been, uh, influenced by some like desert rock and stoner rock, like Queens of the Stone Age has always been a huge band for me. I'm sure that translates quite well in the tunes. Um, Deftones have been huge. I just love the vocal style of, of this really melodic, uh, expressive vocal over really aggressive guitar sounds and and drums and like these really driven songs that uh, shouldn't fit like in, in the grand scheme of things like if you just said oh yeah we're just gonna have like this beautiful vocal sound over top of these these new metal guitars you'd kind of just scoff at it and be like that's not gonna work don't worry about it but so like for in terms of musical expression for vocals especially i've definitely taken from like deftones and queens of stone age uh, Caius is always fun for guitar riffs. It's just really drony and steady. And, you know, I love repetition when it comes to, to music. I just find it is more expressive because you get that idea and you just like really send it home. I enjoy that personally. Awesome. I, uh, I love that you mentioned Queen of the Stone Age because I too love oh. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love them. But one thing that stuck out, you said you like like a nice, like clean, metallic vocal over like a nice, like heavy guitar, which I definitely hear uh, in your music. Have you heard of the band Soilwork? Have you listened to yeah. them yet? Yeah. I also love those guys. They're great. As soon as cool. you were like heavy guitar and some clean vocals, like <laughs> Living Infinite popped in my head. I was like, oh, that's a good album. That's That is you a know, good well, sound. Popped in my head was Mutoid Man. That's kind of a. If you've never heard of them before, they're pretty like 80s hair metal style vocal with new age kind of hardcore vocal style over kind of hardcore music. It's it's fun, but like really virtuoso style stuff. So there's like 
very hard guitar passages and, and intricate drums and really cool bass tones and everything. So definitely a band to check out if you've never heard them. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit, talk about your music again. One of the songs that you requested that we play today, Big Land Blues. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that one? And then uh, we'll spin it right after this. Sweet. Uh, so Big Land Blues, I wrote that as kind of... Uh, an homage to my small town that I grew up in, which is Labrador City. And uh, Labrador is called the Big Land. That is so, you know, makes sense there. Um, it's about leaving home and seeing people who had the same aspirations as you to leave and, and grow up and escape this, this the golden handcuffs, essentially, and uh, them not doing that and just realizing that it's pointless for me to put pressure on someone to do anything like that or to believe that they will eventually leave. So it's just kind of like a giving up song. Like, okay, I get it. Here you are. This is what you're doing. And that's what it is.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. Let's talk about my favorite song that you guys have done. Uh, the Yeezus Lizard. Oh, nice. <laughs> you like that one? I do. I'm a big fan, partially because of the name itself. I laughed well, really hard when I first saw the name, and then I listened to it, and I was like, yo, this slaps. This is really good. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah. that one goes to the list. And then I think I did right. add it to my bonus, just okay. CanCon playlist as well. So tell me about the Yeezus Lizard. The Yeezus Lizard is, uh, he'll probably never hear this, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, my roommate at the time, I love him very much. He is a, uh, him and I grew up together. We're like best friends from being five years old. I remember meeting him in kindergarten kind of thing. And uh, so we're still buddies. We both moved to Halifax from Labrador when we were in our 20s. So we uh, reconnected, started living together again, as you do. And uh, he has this incredibly picky eating uh, phobia thing. So he can't eat certain foods because of textures. He's like, it freaks him out. He's an incredibly and extremely picky eater. So that song was kind of making fun of him a little bit, just because like, I remember one time I came home with some watermelon and I was starved to death and I was just trying to cram in this watermelon into me because I didn't want to share it. And Glenn comes by and says, oh, what are you eating there? Watermelon. Do you want a piece of the last slice, right? And uh, he says, oh, I've never had watermelon. The man's 24 years old right now. So like, dude, here, take this watermelon. You need to try it. Like, this is great. Anyways, he takes a little tiny piece, like the smallest little minuscule piece, just bites off with his teeth. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really like the texture of that, man. But you know what? It tastes like the candy. That's pretty cool. (laughs) This man just lives an artificial life. So I had to like kind of write a song about that because I thought it was hilarious. So it's just ragging on him. All the lyrics are about him loving microwave food and not enjoying vitamins. Okay, that's actually way better. That that was everything I was hoping the story would be, and more. <laughs> I love that. I'm also just partially shocked that there's somebody out there who hadn't had a watermelon at the age of 24 and thinks it tastes like the candy because watermelon. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of watermelon candy he has been eating, but no, not one bit. No, no similarities to that at all. That's awesome. That's super funny. Thank you so much Dude. for sharing. That. Sorry, that was awesome. What is happening? What world is this? You haven't had watermelon, like. Right, where did you come from that you just haven't had watermelon? That's it. That's picky eating. Damn. And I thought I was a picky eater. I'm not nearly that picky. I actually have a watermelon on my counter that I'm going to devour after this interview.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. That was Palmistry. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? I also really enjoyed that one. Um, that one's from one of your EPs, right? Mm. Yeah, so that's off the Palm EP, and uh, we needed an intro track. I didn't want to go right into Big Land Blues. Um, and I re- remember sitting at a jam and kind of writing this gross riff that doesn't really fit with what we were doing at the time. It didn't feel like it did, but it fit enough as an intro track or an instrumental. So we tracked that while we were recording the rest of the EP. Uh, and I had plans to figure out what to do with it kind of thing. It was like, okay, this is probably an intro track. If not, we'll figure out whatever. Maybe I'll write lyrics over it, whatever. It's like, I think two minutes long. So it's long enough. Um, but then my friend dropped me off these, cause I just got a tape player uh, a couple months before we started recording. And my friend dropped me off these self-help tapes that we thought were really funny. So we were playing them and just listening to like all this self-help, self-help talk and getting a kick out of it. So I started recording it and laying it onto my hard drive on my computer. So we ended up trying to place some of the voiceover on top of the track. So that's like what you hear right off the top, that little like the bells, like and it distorts, that's the tape slowing down. And then the music cutting in, uh, right when it's like at its lowest point there, which I thought was kind of a cool distorted reality situation. I always thought of that riff of like walking into hell. That's what it was like, something gross and dirty and just really evil sounding. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting way to, to or a background to have for a self-help tape. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I uh, actually really like that. And I really enjoyed the album art as well on this EP. Did you, did you do that yourself or do you have a friend that does that one? No, I have have a friend who I am not visually inclined at all. That is just visual artwork for me is I have an idea and someone can do that way better than me every time. So I just got my friend, Scott Ketty, uh, and he was getting into doing some like more artistry stuff, uh, in terms of, uh, working with bands and, um, doing covers for because he did a couple after that too I do believe and um, he had his own band so he kind of got the vibe I sent him the tunes and I had an idea of like a John I my original idea was like a man being constricted by a massive snake and that was just gonna be some weird thing uh, and he was like actually I got an idea how about I just throw it out yeah and he gave us that wizard snake guy with his potions and I was like this is dope you do you and thank you. So that was birthed from his creativity and now mine. I cannot take credit for that. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. Honestly, I'm, I'm a big fan of the album art as much as the music itself. Mm. A lot of times, some oh, of my yeah. favorite artists I have discovered through album art, uh, like tool art, uh, totally. like, yeah, uh, Alex Gray, he's one of my favorite artists. I have his um, like calendars all over my house. Life goal would be able to buy one of his paintings, but they are a yeah. lot of money. I'm but sure. know, right? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, and then the- same with like Mastodon's artists. I don't know. I don't know if you look into uh, the art too much, but like the art of oh, Skinner, yeah. the guy who like does Mastodon's yeah. album art, oh, so good. I love his artwork, so I definitely do nerd out about that stuff quite a bit too. 
Also, uh, I should make note that Scott was the artist for Self Betrayer as well. Cool. Yes. Very good note. I will. I will note that. Three D imaging thing he was using, which is like new to him. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What is the music scene like in Nova Scotia? Uh, the music scene in Nova Scotia, obviously, it's rebuilding itself. I think it's, uh, you know, been greatly impacted by, like, venues not being able to host bands anymore or shutting down or bands not existing anymore because, you know, it's a lot to invest into a project that was just for fun anyway, you know? It's like... Um, so the music scene here is definitely vibrant. It's it's always going to be. I feel like this is a region where people have one choice. They can either enjoy their time and, and be creative with it, or they can just suffer. So uh, people tend to lean towards the prior, which is great. And I think the last like two, three months, I've heard of a bunch of bands popping up now. So. Um, a couple friends that have been working on projects over the course of the pandemic and before the pandemic. And now it's finally come to fruition where they can release their music and play shows and, and do things like that. Right. So I, I would say that the music industry here, well, the scene here is, is quite nice. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on your radar, uh, more and more, even out your way, you know, and, uh, you'll be seeing these bands come up and, and hungry to do it. So I think I have a lot of love and faith in the music scene here and especially in bands of my level and up that are trying to do anything because we are at the ground. We're nothing. So anyone at that level just starting, we're the same as them. And all of us are just like, I think, have a positive trajectory up. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens within this year yeah very cool would you say that there's a dominant genre out there Um, that's hard to say it's this is a weird music scene there's like heavy music is there's small pockets of everything it's really hard to pin down especially right now where it's just picking back up again because some bands that existed within the scene are just like our don't play anymore or don't have time or maybe they're playing weird bills because there's a lot of like mixed bills here uh it's not just oh cool here's like a heavy show it's like oh, here's a bunch of bands that we all know. It's like, oh, cool, this is like soft rock or something, and then we're going to have like a gorecore band play, and then it's going to be like... So it's sometimes it's confusing, but that's how bills get made here as well. I, th- I think that maybe right now the, the biggest thing that I'm noticing is there's a huge hip-hop uh, scene, large community, and a community that's seeing good success, I think. So uh, they're popping up on all the uh, local stations, and they're... You know, they're on your Instagram feed and they're uh, performing all the time and they're getting good opportunities. So I would say, yeah, it's like hip hop and like R&B. Cool. Well, I'll do some digging. I'll find some cool Nova Scotia hip hop bands to throw in here. Uh, Aquaculture, coolest thing going on right now, in my opinion. Aquaculture just released uh, a new song maybe a month ago. And I think released is going to release a record if it's not already out in the last couple of days. Sweet. I will look into them. Thank you so much, Andrew, for your time today. I really appreciate it. You were so much fun to talk to. (laughs) Thanks. You were as well. And uh, make sure as well for all you guys listening out there, follow these guys on Instagram at Worst Part Music. You can find you on Spotify. You guys are on YouTube too, right? 
all the things. Yeah. So follow them, watch them. I feel like you guys are going to be making big waves. No pun intended. (laughs) I appreciate that. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.